That thing you do. I don't know that one. What, You've never seen that, that movie? The Oneaters? Yes, the, the Oneaters. Yeah, the, the Wonders. Yeah, the Wonders movie. It's Are we great. recording now? Is yeah, this recording? Yeah, we're recording now. Heck yes. What news do you have? What news do I have? Do you have any news? Do you have any news to share with the group? Um, yes. Yes. Um, you wait, you went to Comic Con. Why don't you talk about. Uh, SLC Comic Con? Yeah, okay. Give a little bit of info about the. Uh, so, about this Comic-Con. last weekend was um, Salt Lake City Comic Con. And it was great. It was, especially on Saturday, very crowded. Like, I had to go into the quiet room for a while. Partially to edit, but also because I just needed to get away from the crowds. Oh, you just want to get away from the freaks, from the from the real crazy. Oh no, man, I love I love the freaks. <laughs> now, I wanted to get away from my producer, who's like not a freak. In fact, he's got he had very good cheekbones and very attractive, and I felt very out of place yeah, next to him. You felt very intimidated. I was very intimidated by him but, and the professional cosplayers he was interviewing. But you were uh, you were sexually curious too. Um, I'm a married man. I plead the fifth. (laughs) And actually, no, they're not my type. Like, I'm, strangely enough, I prefer women who are on my tier, so to speak. On your tier? Yeah, like, if they, if they look like, like, if they're too attractive, I immediately, like, and if they're too attractive and display any interest in me, one, that has never happened. And two... If it did happen, I would immediately be suspicious of ulterior motives. So yeah, so initially you'd be like super suspicious. Yeah, I'd like, just be like, "Why are you flirting with me? You, you this doesn't." Am I being punked? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I being punked? And I genuinely like my type, as it were, tends to be the actresses who are always cast as like the best friends. Yeah, those those are the hotties to me. Like those I, are the ones that I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, the no. duff, the duff. Yes, yeah, the, the duh. duh. Oh my gosh. Right. Like freaking, uh, well, Allison Whitney, is that her name? Who no, played the duh? That's, that's Mae Whitman. Mae Whitman! Sorry. Sorry. I can't. My, She's in a lot I, of good stuff. And, She's in quite a bit of good and stuff. And in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> you didn't hear that. Um, no. Especially especially if he was if she was done up in her Scott Pilgrim makeup. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, that. Yeah. She was only short lived in that, but she was awesome. She. she Gosh, that movie is so awesome on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> a little by so- curious, now I'm by furious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Salt Lake Comic Con was great, though. Like, a we, um, for those curious, the channel that I've edited videos for and uh, held the camera for, too, is called Making Magic Productions. Um, check them out. Uh, we, there's some interviews that are going to be coming out, and there's going to be a video of, the uh, producer on that made this little Totoro out of beads, and we got we got footage of him traveling around the convention floor. So, I have to ask you though, if you were going to do a cosplay of any character, anybody, who who would you be to Comic Con? Hipster Batman. Hipster Batman. Probably Hipster Batman. Okay. Well, that that I could I could have guessed that one, but besides that. Okay. Besides Hipster Batman. Doesn't have to be comic book related. It could be anything. Oh man, I don't know. It's that's hard for me to say, just because I'm I've put on a lot of weight recently, and so it's like a lot of people. I'd be like, I'm not in shape to do them. So off the top of my head, Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester, that's a cool one. I, I would sh- I'd shave my head and my beard and, and just for that. 
Just yeah, just, just for that. Well, I'm considering doing that for Halloween. You know, people at work will just be like, "Who the heck is this?" Oh, Scott, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of I I've been thinking about it like all week of who I would pick to to be, and it's it. I don't know if you know who this is, but I. I've been watching a lot of of, of anime movies and then like TV shows that I used to watch like on Adult Swim. Yeah. And I was like, I totally know who I want to be. I'd pick Vash the Stampede from Trigun. Oh yeah, yeah. I could see. Yeah, I could I totally could, see. You I doing could pull that. it off. I could do it. I could totally see you doing that. In fact, actually, watch one of the videos that I edited for Making Magic Productions. What was that channel again? Making Magic Productions. And we have... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Why don't you say it one more time? One more making time. Magic... <laughs> making Magic Productions. Maybe you can Oof. sing it a little. <laughs> anyway, so watch one of the videos. But uh, there was someone dressed as Vash the Stampede. He's in... He has a cl- We have was a clip he? of him in the video. He was legit, too. Like I, he- would, oh, I love that show. That show yeah. is so freaking good. Or I would pick the priest guy with the, the huge cross as like, oh, his yeah. gun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, that reminds me... I know who I would do, and I can't remember his name, but did you ever watch Venture Brothers? No, but I, oh, I've, I've seen little bits in there's the There's the two henchmen, and one of them is kind of more short and squat. I would totally be that guy. He, like, those two henchmen were hilarious. Were yeah. really, yeah. You, you guys should have been there. Cool story, bro. Yeah, um, good story. Yeah. So, let me ask you, though. If, like, by comparison, it's probably not... You know, it's not San Diego by any means, but comparison-wise, is it getting up there? Yeah, like it's like how as far as I know, it's well. I mean, at this last Comic Con, we beat the we set a new Guinness Book of World Records of people dressed in a costume gathered in one place. Really? Seriously? Cosplay record? Yeah, it's a cosplay record, and um, and so yeah, we're not San Diego Comic Con, but I mean, it, it is starting to get up there. We're getting. I mean, we're it's getting very busy, and we're st- and we've got like going there is interesting because you had um, Games Workshop was there, so that's like a legitimate vendor, and they were shilling their new stuff they're doing for um, that they're doing for Warhammer, and they they've got some cool stuff on <laughs> on the way. <laughs> I'm only, like, tangentially a Warhammer fan because I used to work at a comic book shop and I made friends with Warhammer players. I'm sorry. I, 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 that's for a lot of people. I just I just don't do those kinds of games and stuff. It's just not for me. But For me, know, it's, hey, not, that's it, cool, it's not for me just because I can't afford that. That's, you know, I mean, you those models cost a lot. It costs money. Yeah, it costs a lot. And it's like, why play that when I could just buy Final Fantasy Tactics once and play that instead. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I appreciate it. And it's like... But that's the thing. It's like... And um, I actually... We actually with um, got an interview with uh, Matt Hawking, who's the... Uh, who's a writer and one of the creative... Uh, creative uh, directors at Top Cow. Um He's so we had this interview with him and it was really really cool. I had this interesting moment where, like, I was recognizing some of the comics and finally putting two and two together that he wrote these. Oh really? Yeah, like there's a Thirteenth Muse, I think it's called. What is called? He would have been very offended. <laughs> no, he was actually like pretty thrilled, like because I was I said to him I'm like, oh my gosh, I like didn't even real. I oh, you're that guy. Yeah, you're this guy, like. 
He's like, no, yeah, it was, it was, it's pretty cool. And it's like, nobody knows who I am. I hate my life. And, and it's like, that's the thing. We're starting to get some, like, legitimate professionals um, there. And yeah, then Chris Evans there. Yeah, Chris Evans Haley showed Atwell up. And Haley Atwell's and everything. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear about the really, really cool, adorable thing? I did hear about that. The, 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 the personal proposal, proposal. yeah. yeah. Hey, if you see that picture, Haley Atwell's face just makes it. Because she just has this whole sort of, like, oh! <gasps> Do you think they ever get annoyed with stuff like that? Or do you think they, like... I don't know. No, I think that's adorable. For me, That I would live for that. That's... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But in terms of just, like... I, I know they had, like, a legal battle, basically, with San Diego Comic-Con because they're like, oh, you can't use that name, you can't use which is, Comic-Con. Which is so dumb because Comic-Con is just a, a shorthand for comic convention. convention. Yeah. So that's... why... And I think they... They feel very threatened. San Diego feels very threatened by and Salt if that's, Lake. So. And, and the fact that they went after Salt Lake Comic Con, if that's not a sign that it's starting to really grow, I don't know what it is. Another cool thing that was happening too, though, is that during the nights when the convention floor was closed, they were actually filming a movie called The Comic Con. It's like a, people are trying to pull a con during Comic-Con. So it's like a... Oh, really? A, so, so, a instead of the, so like instead of the Italian job, it's the Comic-Con. Ah. I'm like, that's They're clever. A nice little bit of wordplay there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, had a, uh, I, I had a friend who she's... Uh, I think she's playing a bit part in it, so... Oh, cool. It, it'll be cool. I'll be interested to see how it turns out. I mean, it might be, one, it might be cheap, but it, hopefully it'll still be fun. Good. Uh, well, in other news, uh, I just watched uh, both of those teasers for Jessica Jones. <laughs> oh, I was so happy. <laughs> it definitely is going to have the same feel as Daredevil, but it's gonna, probably going to be a little bit more uh, satirically, like, it's it's dark, but satirically Well, funny. I hate to be that guy, but it won't be a satire, because people misuse that word. Sat- I think it'll be funny, though. It'll be funny, yeah. It'll be very, very... Um, It'll definitely be very funny, and I'll. But uh, satire. Sorry to direct to derail the conversation. Satire is comedy that is used in such a way to say that something should die. Like, if you're satirizing something, the thing you're satirizing, you hate it. Okay, then I have to have another word to say and that I can't it's, it's comedy. It's comedizing. I don't. Give know. me a second. I have Google. I will. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a there is another word, but yes, it looks like it will be funny. Yeah, it'll definitely have that little funny edge to it where she's just like superhero. It's like the the retired superhero. What is this What does the retired superhero do when on their day off or when they're like fed up with everything? Yeah, it's like to do it's it. like well, my career crush my alarm clock because yeah. I'm tired. It's three in the afternoon. Yeah, it's like I just wanted a drink and all these guys were hitting trying, on me, were so. hitting on me, so I beat the crap out of them. Oh, look who joined us! It's Gabe. 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 Seth traffic, man. Like, <laughs> you should leave earlier. I left out four. He left at four. <laughs> what? Yeah. He's just, he's just getting here Well, then now. you should leave at three. There is no excuse for this thing, Dave. Dave? Dave. You called him Dave. <laughs> I am not on my ADD Dave. medication, if that's any excuse. I, I told you, you need to get those prescriptions filled, and you... I just need to remember to take them. I need to go to bed earlier. Oh, uh, well, you know, that'll, that'll happen to you. That'll happen to you. you just call that dog's butt squirter? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it's because that dog's butt leaks. It does. It's terrible. That dog's awful. I wish that dog would die. Um, anyway, 
so those teasers were awesome. Uh, it starts in November. Super psyched. Um, Par- parody would just be the right word. Parody. Yeah. Parody. Yeah, parody. Yeah. Uh, satire is a genre of writing that criticizes and attacks vice, folly, and abuse. So basically is saying, you need to die. Thank you, Shakespeare. Yeah. Pa- parody is just the practice of copying the mannerism, style, or appearance of a work to make a point about it. A.K.A. imitation. Imitation. Yeah. Well, actually, that's more pastiche. Pastiche is imitation. Enough with the jargon and the words. Of uh, what? I, I... Oh, well, don't act like you know. <clears throat> Gabe, I, I don't, but TV Tropes does, which is Gabe, what I'm looking at. If if you are going to be... If you are going to cosplay anybody at Comic-Con, what would you pick? It doesn't, doesn't matter the genre or whatever. What would you cosplay at a Comic-Con? Oh boy, I am brown. I can't cosplay anything. <laughs> no, no, dude. True. That is exactly why you should cosplay everybody. You should race bend that shit. It's like you should race bend. Yeah, you race never bend. heard this phrase, dude. I'm not the gender bender. Like, I can't. <laughs> the gender bender. No, but I mean, it's like, like, like is you that should a superhero. You, you should be like. Uh, it's a superhero. The, the 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 gender bender. No, there's actually there's actually a really cool story I read where there's this guy who's a Middle Eastern immigrant to America, and he dresses as Captain America. And he does it to kind of like, to kind of like show people that, um, you know, to kind of break down the stereotypes, because most people are like, oh, you're from the Middle East? You must be a terrorist. You must hate America. And he's like, no, I freaking love America. The top, top uh, wording is, what is it, equal rights, or what was it, equality? Equality? Or, uh, what do they say? It's uh, equality in the media or something like something that. Something like that. Equal opportunity. Yeah, there. Yeah. Equal opportunity. But I mean, those are some of the best cosplays are the ones where it's like, like my favorite cosplay there is you had a dude dressed up as Laura Croft. He's wearing the freaking tank top with his heavy chest hair sticking out and he's totally like doing the sexy poses and oh, everything. Gross. It was, but the thing is he was physically fit enough and it was funny enough that you weren't like, it's sort of like, I don't know, Will Ferrell doing something like that. Yeah, but when, when, when Will Ferrell does something, everybody knows to laugh. It's it's like this, It was the same because with this guy. Because when you see this guy, no. if you don't, I don't know, it would be pretty No, trust me. me. You take one look at this guy, and especially the fact that he's like kind of balding a little, like, oh. and his chest hair sticking out, like, it was obviously I, funny. This isn't Ugh. a video, and I can't physically show you that I'm throwing up in my mouth, but yeah, you get the idea. Mm. <laughs> That's gross. You guys need to have more open minds. Uh, other uh. other news. <laughs> Does anybody else have any other news they would like to share? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Scott's pregnant. Uh, <laughs> Scott's. No, I'm not, but all the viewers listening to my voice are. Yep. It's that You're sultry, welcome. sultry tone that That's right. drives people. The to dulcet tones of the, the guy who shares face. the same name with toilet paper. Yep. Scott Hill here. That's right. Uh, Any other news? Other news. Well, now that I've given it some thought, I guess I dress up as Monkey D. Luffy. Who's that? I don't. One Piece. Gosh, I don't know that show. I need to know that. I mean, I have a friend who who loves that show too. Yeah, we need to know it. And um, another piece of news I have: uh, Stephen's baby is in the room too. Yeah. She's on the po- podcast too. She's, Her name's Harper, and she's adorable. She she has got cute chubby cheeks. Yes, she does, and bright blue eyes. Yep, just like me. Comic nerd in training. Exactly. 
That girl's gonna grow up to be, I don't know, probably not Barbara Gordon. I don't want her to end up getting shot and you know in a wheelchair or anything. I'm also sure the the viewers care a lot. It, it matters. It does. This okay. is a family matter. <laughs> uh, this is the little girl's future, man. Yeah, man. Not I gotta right. set her up right. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, this is the Sons of Comics podcast. We're already like, I don't know. Oh wait, we're only like 16 minutes in. So, uh, in the news, so we're trying to be timely. We're trying to be timely here because Scott's got to run. That's right. So on to our main event. I had been thinking about some topics, and uh, I wasn't quite sure what to uh, talk about. Uh, so f- for prefacing next week's podcast, next week we'll be talking about um, best anime shows. This isn't just about comic books. We're going to talk about anime stuff because anime is fun, and anime shows are, are fun to watch. So and uh, next uh, week I will be replaced by someone who actually likes anime. We're all oh, gonna get to know anime. Drop. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do like some anime. I just I'll discuss it next week. So we're <laughs> just gonna talk about our favorite shows, uh, anime wise, or maybe even just uh, cartoon wise, and we'll talk about them. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it a little bit broader so yeah. everybody feels comfortable and liked. Well, we'll do we'll do re- we'll do recommendations. Everybody's included. Yes. So. Nothing's off limits there. Uh, This week we're going to talk a little bit about just um, with the incoming DC Cinematic Universe uh, coming online. I don't even know if I count like Man of Steel because it's so far apart from its uh, from its sequel or for its successor. Uh, What are you talking about? The sequel is directly related to it. It is directly related, but it's so far in the future. I just uh, I don't know. It, It was like three. It's like three or four years between. It felt like it was about that long between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises because you had Inception in between the two. It was two and a half years. Well, it, it felt longer. It probably felt longer. Well. But anyway, <laughs> we just want to discuss whether Marvel is going to always have the upper hand or whether DC Cinematic Universe stands a chance in the next, uh, I don't know, eight to ten years because obviously DC is going to have a, its own train of phases as well as marvel so I, i'm calling it right now image is gonna come from third and like don't make blanket statements like that you don't <laughs> image doesn't have a whole Are lot you to do me? okay image will come out with a spawn movie spawn and savage dragon and all of a sudden invincible will be the next big hbo tv series you know it's todd, gonna rock the house you know what todd gonna McFarlane's happen doing right? todd mcfarland right now is sitting in his recliner somewhere thinking these guys are idiots that's never gonna gonna happen that's what Todd McFarlane's doing right now oh wow you actually think Todd McFarlane's listening to us he dream big I dare to dream big and that's what (laughs) makes me special and I don't which is what makes me cynical and stuff well you need to aim higher as the uh, arrow if I aim too high then then people have to clean up after my my euphemism that I'm not gonna get into yeah let's not do that (laughs) so um yeah, my own personal opinion, I'm on the fence because Marvel's great. Let's just let's just put it on the board. Marvel's great, and they're great at what they do in terms of making uh, comic book movies. But I think a lot of people are going to get burned out at a certain point with superhero movies, and maybe it's just with the Marvel kind of Marvel kind of comic book movies. But I'm not I'm not saying that for sure. It's just the impression that I have. But I do think. 
the way that DC has done movies in the past, they have characters that have a lot behind them that I think will play to their strengths if they can if they can pull it together director wise and movie wise like Marvel has done with like Kevin Feige and with uh, Joss Whedon and uh, those types. Although of Marvel apparently so. broke Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, I, I I guess I'm just I'm not meaning to be so trolling today, but I'm trolling a lot. Gabe, what are your thoughts? Uh, uh, let's see. No, I don't think they'll get ever get tired of it. Because as years go by, newer and newer generations come around, and us older people get nostalgic. Yeah. That is true. That does happen. I think people are just really kind of short-sighted, though, because, like, this time last year, when we had had Captain America Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy, people were like, oh my gosh, Marvel is the best thing since bees had knees, man. Like, they're never going to stop. Never. And then now we're at this time, it's like, man, Age of Ultron is kind of disappointing. And Ant-Man was good, but it wasn't like Guardians of the Galaxy good, according to some people. You know? It's true. It's like, but, man, has Marvel lost their steam? It's like, no, dude, it's been a year. Come on. They've got like a bajillion other movies in line. We've got the next Captain America movie along, and then they're broadening to like some of the more divor- diverse movies they've done. We're gonna get Doctor Strange, and then we're gonna get pa- Black Panther. It's like they're doing new stuff. This this oh movies superhero movies are getting burned out is just because people are only remembering the last couple of months. It's like movies are a longer game than that. I honestly think Marvel's. Marvel's gonna keep rocking it, you know. I don't doubt that they'll keep rocking it. I'm just not. I. It's hard because they they have a certain trend of movies, but I'm just wanting to see if they can mix it up a little bit. Mm. Try and do something a little bit different, like they do with with Daredevil and hopefully with Jessica Jones and the rest, yeah. movie style wise. Because it, it they do they do a really good job of being less serious about their plots and their characters and doing terrible things to their characters like you know DC loves to do and I love that but I'd like to see them mix it up and see if they can do that because I know that I know what DC is going to do and everybody pretty much knows what DC is going to do they're going to take a situation like let's let's do this what would you say Marvel would do in a situation where this the hero has to stop a guy from shooting a family or something like that. How would a Marvel movie play out that situation? He would distract him by breakdancing. Exactly. What would a DC movie do? He would snap that guy's neck. Only after the villain shoots one of the members of the family. Or the whole family. No. Or the whole family. Unless he's Superman, in which case he stops that shit before it happens. <laughs> and even though everyone complains about it, he done did his job. And then Batman you know, shows up to say, And I'm Batman. Yeah, no. Ba- <laughs> Batman shows. Batman shows up to explain how he would have like. <laughs> he he would have just you know not killed the guy. Or he and, shows and, up to explain how it's a bigger plot than everybody thinks it is because yeah. of all this other stuff. Because you mm-hmm. know he's in the back. Of your Meanwhile, head. Wonder Woman's just in the corner, rolling her eyes, being like, "Is it time for me to get my movie yet? How about now? How about now? <laughs> how about now? Wait your turn." <laughs> See, so. that's one thing, like, going on the DC side, because I'm of the opinion that I don't want, I, I, I just like 
good superhero movies. I don't care who's making them. I just want to watch a good superhero movie. If it's a DC movie that's good, awesome. If it's a Marvel movie that's good, awesome. If both of them are making movies that are good, awesome. Like, Ugh. and so for me, I'm I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic because I've been burned by movies in the past. You know that I was really unequivocally excited for. Name Looking one. At, look, um, I'll <laughs> just say George Lucas board. and leave it at that. Oh yeah. There are four movies George Lucas has been involved in that I was really really excited for. One of which was directed by Steven Spielberg. All four of them sucked. <laughs> which movie are you referring to? I'm talking about the three episodes. Yes. Episodes okay. one through three. We'll get to that. Indiana, That's a whole another podcast. And Indiana Jones. Are you talking about the last Indiana Jones? The last Indiana we'll Jones. We'll get to that too on yeah. another podcast. Yeah. Huh. We're just kind of the whole things that are just whole other podcasts. Yeah. N- later talking points. Oh, but, yeah. But yeah. it's like, so I'm not, I'm not going to be like, oh, dude, these movies are going to be awesome. Because I remember... I remember being so pumped for Man of Steel, like that third trailer that dropped when it, the first one that showed his new theme song and how I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is, because my wife and I had been sitting there talking about like, how is anyone going to come up with a better theme for Superman than the John Williams theme? I mean, seriously. Oh, and then Hans Zimmer came out, I'm like, okay, that's not better, but damn, is that just as good. Dude, Hans Zimmer, everything that comes out of Hans Zimmer's hands when he writes music is gold. Except for the Pirates of the Caribbean sequels. Yeah. <laughs> for those who didn't hear Stephen, that was my wife. Yes, for those who didn't hear Stephen's wife said, "I beg to differ." So, yeah. But, so, um, yeah, definitely. That that but, score was so moving. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I mean, that that theme just really captures that hope, and oh, and yeah. I'll be interested to see the Man of Steel score because Hans Zimmer, who did the theme for Batman and the Dark Knight movies. Oh, yeah has opted to not do more music for Batman. No! Well, so what he's going to do is he's going to handle the Superman music, and he's got someone else to come in and do the Batman music. So I'm, like, interested to see how they all mesh together. Yeah, he does like to call on other people to, like, help well, him write I mean, his projects. I don't blame him. I don't blame him, too, because he's busy. Like, well, yeah. I don't... I, and, and I also don't blame him, too, because it's like, okay, I already, like, spent several years of my life breaking Batman down on how to do him musically. And now I've got to ignore all of that and do it all over again. I would also just be like, let's get someone else to do it. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, nope, nope, already. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel again. I'll have somebody else do that. I'm of your same opinion, though, that I just like, I just like great superhero movies, but I'm kind of calling it right now that I'm probably going to like anything that DC does in their new phases more than I like anything in Marvel. I just and that's just because you're biased. I I am biased. I'm a huge I'm a huge DC fan and I like the way DC does things personally. <clears throat> Even though I really like what Marvel's done. I mean, they've had some really great movies in the last few years and they just really they know how to make a great superhero movie. They have the right formula for making a great superhero and, movie. And and that's the one thing that I think is causing They're people consistent. to feel superhero fatigue though is cuz it is a formula, you know, and people are starting to kind of recognize the formula. Like you look at Honest Trailers, doing the Honest Trailer of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and even though in the Honest Trailer they're like, this is a great movie, they still basically make a joke about how Guardians of the Galaxy, they're the Space Avengers. They're, you know, it's like they broke it down, and, and that's kind of... But at the same time, though, that's why I'm looking forward to something like Doctor Strange, which is going to be... Um, which is going to be weird. They're like... 
uh, all the word all the word about it is is they're gonna try and make it trippy surreal sort of stuff like and and that that has me excited because you know usually you don't think of the Marvel movies uh, you think of them as being straightforward so to have something that kind of is like a mind bender type of thing like uh, I guess some of the early let's just hope they don't make a George a George Lucas mistake and make the whole thing CG <laughs> no no apparently like they're going to um like some of the imagery is, is going to be like Inception or sort of oh. stuff where it's just oh that'll be cool yeah it'll, it'll be just really trippy Gabe what do you think Gabe <laughs> our silent companion on our audio only avenue here <laughs> Uh, what do I think about what specifically? Do you think that Marvel is going to keep, you know, do you think Marvel is going to have, I don't know, kind of have the floor more than DC is in the future? Um, you gotta be specific, like financially or <laughs> critically or yeah. Let's yeah. let's be say specific, Stephen. Public perception and financially. Um. Hmm. I'll admit, Marvel does get their name out there more more often than DC does. I can see them being like the Apple of superhero movies, where everyone will most likely default to Marvel because it's what they know, it's what they've been exposed to the most, versus DC. I wish I could compare DC to Android, but DC doesn't have the type of... Uh, like Samsung. I, I, like Apple, like iPhone to Samsung. I almost think a better comparison would be like Pixar to DreamWorks. Yeah, that'd be pretty close. Marvel is kind of look like Pixar in terms of just how they have that synergy going on. They have a on. presence. Yeah, they have a presence. They have whereas DreamWorks, you know, was they had a ton where they were like knocking it out, but they don't quite have that same cohesiveness that Pixar has always had. Like like Pixar feels like a singular entity, whereas DreamWorks feels like sometimes it feels like they'll be at odds with each other. You know, they'll have flashes and then not flashes and words and not words and somebody else starts speaking because I'm running out of saying <laughs> horse mouth, power, mouth, words, memory times, ghoulish mogs, flurby, derby, derby. I'm not kidding. Someone else uh, start talking. <laughs> no? Gabe. No one? Gabe. <laughs> Gabe, save us. All right, all right, all right. So back to my analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, DC could, if, I don't know, DC really wanted to make their presence known. They probably, they probably should be a little more innovative with how not only do they represent themselves, but also how they present, like, their movies. Um, you know, that's what, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think from the public view the public likes things that are simple, easy to understand. They don't want to sit and think too much any more than they have to. <clears throat> so if DC were to, you know, kind of follow that trend, at least introduce themselves with that trend, and then do their own thing. They could easily wrap in the rest, the rest of the public. I think so. I I definitely can see that. That's, There's a, good a, that's point. a good point because they they have some really great characters that are very. In the forefront of people's minds, you know, yeah. Marvel has Spider Man or Iron Man or Captain America that are huge, or the Hulk or Thor or whatever. But DC has some very classic characters that, 
you know, once you put them in the spotlight and kind of put their face in the right places, it could go a long way for, for DC, you know, Wonder Because Woman. we've seen that happen to um, exactly two characters. Two characters. Batman and Superman. Batman and Superman. <laughs> I mean, they showed the spotlight on Green Lantern for a little while there, but he had acne and pimples. As the camera had a close-up, so to speak. They tried with Green Lantern. I wouldn't call that a make. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a... They made it. They, they they attempted to do a Green Lantern. Yeah. But it fell on its face. And, you know, well, there's always time for redemption, you know. This yeah. is a this is a phase, and when you do these phases, there's, they're meant to be interconnected. Yeah. Can, can I just say, though, how... No. My... Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. No, All right, you then. May not. My uh, my cautious optimism is definitely being raised toward the Wonder Woman movie because I'm excited for the fact that they have a female director who's doing it, who think, is who is really good. Her name is uh, Patty Jenkins. She's mostly done like independent films, but she's been mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, she did. Any of you guys ever remember that movie Monster with yeah. Charlize Theron? Oh, that yeah. movie. The one where Charlize she's Theron like was serial. ugly and she's won like an a, Oscar because she was ugly. She's I mean, a, she's did a killer, great. right? Yeah, she was the killer. And yeah. Yeah, the d- woman who directed that movie is going to be doing the new Wonder Woman film. Interesting. Yeah, and and I think they've got female screenwriter, and it's like they're really like trying to just kind of... And the thing is, though, is a lot of people probably just look at it as a political move, but as someone who... At, in my own unprofessional experience has tried writing female characters and then having women read what I've written and <laughs> discovering all of the ways that I just got that female that I got women wrong there's so many like unconscious ways that women just get what it's like to be a woman that men don't yeah and when it comes to Wonder Woman she's interesting because she kind of represents what it's you know she's representative she represents of, the kind of field of women empowerment well i mean yeah like she comes from, she's from the, uh, imagine what from it's the imagine scare. what it would be like if you grew up and there was only one gender around you ever and your first in your first question to your mom is where where do babies come from <laughs> it is like well we well, don't, in we your, don't uh... well in your clay in your case i made you out of clay and the gods be- blessed you to come to life oh. until the new 52 in which case i got knocked up by zeus <laughs> <laughs> and then the the kid goes oh well that makes perfect sense <laughs> yeah yeah but it's like but i mean the fu- what i'm kind of hoping is that is that there's a little bit of um you know, tangled. Yeah. How yeah. like she was she was in that tower her entire life. So when she gets out, she doesn't fully know everything. It's like I imagine that I imagine Wonder Woman being like that, but a little less naive. Yeah, I mean a little. There's a less like jokey moments of oh I know I don't know what this is, and more just sort of like this is a new experience for me. Filing that away, kick some butt. Like <laughs> and I like that's I think is just she has this interesting dynamic that never gets explored because. Batman and Superman. Oh, I think we're, we'll also, you know, get kind of an award out of it. Like, the movie will be, like, the first successful female protagonist I'm superhero. Hoping. I'm really like, hoping. superhero movie. I'm really, a lot. No more Electras, no more Catwomans, yeah. no more. I know a lot of people are writing it off. Uh, I know there's quite a few people writing off because 
there's a lot of people that are just like, oh, DC sucks because Zack Snyder. And I'm like, eh, you guys are too short-sighted. People forgot that Zack Snyder did Dawn of the Dead, and that movie was awesome. That movie was... Never saw it. What's wrong with you? Never saw it. What's <laughs> wrong with you? I, have an, I had an aneurysm when it came out, and I, I, I forgot that it existed. <laughs> oh, dang. But, I okay, mean... But, I mean, Zack Snyder is... The thing is, is when Zack Snyder is actually working with a good script, he's a good director. And with this with this um, Superman versus Batman movie, you've got you've got some the guy who wrote the script for Argo and a bunch of other critically acclaimed films writing the script instead of David S. Goyer who made who who brought us Blade Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blade! Yeah. It's like, it's like, after making Blade Trinity, why is anyone giving you creative control? I can really see it, though, happening where I want to stack up this, the Batman solo films that are to come with Ben Affleck against the Iron Man films and see, like, the top-grossing numbers and the, the weekend box office. I'd, I'd like to see how they measure up and things like that because I, I could see it going a long way because anybody will go see a Batman movie. Would everybody, would, any, would everybody go see an Iron Man movie after Iron Man 2? Well, they did for Iron Man 3. That movie was a hit. Yeah, they did. See, the one thing I learned in high school debate is don't make statements that people can immediately say false without even having to show facts. I don't know. Well, Batman had to have his, have his slow... slow. Batman and Robin, anybody? Batman and Robin. Although, actually, technically... <laughs> sorry, I'm being that guy again. Mm. Technically, Batman and Robin was not a flop. Why you it made be that money, guy? Why you yeah. be it that made guy? its money back. It was a critical flop, but financially... It made it back in toys and merchandise well, and, and a bunch and of stuff. everyone went to see it. That's Everybody the thing, went though. to see it. But word of mouth was so bad that the studio was not dumb enough to be like, oh, well, let's just show another one out because people... See, they're, they're like... No, people hated this. We're lucky we made our money back, but if we roll the dice again, we're we're gonna the house is gonna win. I want to do the the uh, Pat Oswalt thing where I go back in time and I kill Joe Schumacher with a with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, if jo- if you killed Joel Schumacher with a shovel, we wouldn't have gotten the the Dark Knight movies. Hmm, you don't think so? No, those movies were a direct response to the Joel Schumacher films. Why? How? How is that? In terms of, you know how like you learn from some people what not to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah I feel like you have an example you want to share. Yes. Oh, uh, just from work. And yeah. Other experiences. Yeah. Sometimes there's just people that are there, just be like, okay, this is how you don't do it, and that's what Batman and Robin was. Batman and Robin was a. This is how we don't do Batman. We don't do him this way. You know what I mean? Like, if, yep. if we didn't have that example, we wouldn't have a way to be like, okay, we went too far in the campy side. Let's bring it back to the realistic side. I can't wait till you you and I and Gabe get to talk about Star Wars and the tragedy of the prequels. It'll yes. be so much fun. I, I, I actually, mm. online, somebody once um, somebody once did the thing where it's like, I, if, I had a, if I had a time travel machine, I would go back in time and stop the prequels from happening. And I immediately w- jumped in with a picture of the doctor saying, "Sorry, 
can't fix point in time. Too many lessons were learned from it. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that's a good that's a good meme. I gotta get that one saved somewhere, like on a bumper sticker. Yeah, it's <laughs> like sorry, that was a fixed point in time. We learned lessons from that. If you changed it, you know. Yeah, we might have garbage now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's like. Oh, you never know. We could have, we could have had something better too. That's true. That's also a possibility. Know. Everything's possible. Yeah, maybe that would have been a success, and Lord of the Rings would have bombed. But oh my gosh, don't get that started. Yep, yep. <laughs> let's save that for another time. No, no further conversation on that. Uh, well, just to cap things off here, let's. Oh, it's my little girl. Sorry. Yes, I agree with her point. Um, just to cap things off, uh, two movies in the next 10 years of superhero movies that you are most excited for? Only two? You get to pick two. Um, I could have said one. I'm giving you two. All right, I'll let everyone go first, so that way I can just be like, oh, yes, I agree with his decision, and then say the two that they didn't say. Don't be that guy. I'm going to be that. I'm always that guy. (laughs) Shazam. Okay. Super excited for Shazam, outside of, you know, the Batman v Superman and, and that. And The Flash. Most excited for those two. I still think Guy Ritchie should do The Flash. Hmm. Well, <laughs> that, would be, that would be pretty fun. Uh, the, th- the thing that makes Guy Ritchie cool is he knows how to propel a story along, both with editing and just Did you see Man fast from dialogue. Uncle? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, like, I mean, he's... Like, I've... I remember a while back when, like, Man of Steel was ramping up to come out. I was talking with a friend and we were just like... We were just like, you know what would be great? If The Flash was done by Guy Ritchie and it was done like the style of Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch, where you have like all these different villains with all their different plots happening at the same time. And the only one who could sort it out is the fastest man alive. He's got a great rogues gallery. He's got an with. excellent rogues yeah, gallery. And so exactly. it, I just think it'd be cool to kind of have it like almost Pulp Fiction style, where it's like there's tons <laughs> of stuff happening at the same time, and it's this jumbled mess of a story. That's how I felt like one... Mad Max was at one point. I was just like, what the freak is going on? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it was awesome. Yeah, it once again, great. George Miller, I would be just happy directing everything. In spite of the fact that he also did Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which was shite. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the other Mad Maxes, so I'm I'm a little behind in that region. But I've heard they're 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 pretty good. The first Mad Max movie is good, but kind of quaint. What's it called? The first one's just called Mad Max. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. And the funny thing is, though, is that one is actually like the apocalypse hasn't happened yet. It's kind of in the middle of it happening. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so it kind of feels like, it kind of feels like Terminator Two. To the rest of the Mad Max's movies, Terminator Salvation. That's not a statement of quality, just in setting, you know. Right. Because it's like, there's still kind of... Speaking of old movies, I was very tempted to watch some other of John Carpenter's works, like Escape from, uh, what was it, New York? Oh my gosh, have you not seen that I one? haven't seen it. Or Escape from L.A., but I've this, heard Escape from this L.A. This sound you worse. are hearing is me pretending to slap him upside the head. <laughs> I am a little behind, okay? I've seen, you know, my fair you share of classic movies. I do owe it to I myself. I will write you a list of, like, have you seen The Thing? Nope, haven't seen it. Dude! I, it looks creepy, oh. though. The Thing. Dude, have you ever seen what George, what, what uh, 
what um, John Carpenter looks like right now. Oh yeah, he's crazy looking. He, he looks. Like, he looks like a living scarecrow. He looks like he oh. belongs in in one of his movies. He totally does. Yeah. He's, he's terrifying, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it takes a toll on a guy yeah. sitting at a desk for that long. The Thing is one of the greatest <laughs> horror movies ever made. Ever made. Yeah, it looks freaking creepy. Anyway, Gabe, it's your turn. Yeah, what are you What are you excited for? for which movies that are coming out? Yeah, which two superhero movies? Mm-hmm. This was the criteria. you got plenty to choose from. you got, like, 20. You can think as long as you want. I'm just going to keep rambling on so that we don't have dead air going no, Just rambling. Flarm, flarmy, flarm. Flarmy, flarmy, flarmy. Flabum, flarmy, flarm. I'm actually interested interested to see uh, what's it called? Untitled Spider Man is going to be coming out, produced by Sony again. But that's like in 2017, though. Yeah. Where they're actually going to partner with Marvel to actually like do a. To actually do it do right. It, do it right. <laughs> yeah. Because Marvel just knows how to do their own thing with uh, their own characters that they own. Oh, I'm still just like because that that could go either way with that movie. That's why that's why I'm that's why I'm like very curious to see young Spider-Man, real young, like legitimately young. I don't know. I I, I still feel like the when it comes to Spider-Man, the pooch has been screwed so much. I don't even want to look at the dog. If they can dispense with the origin story and tell it in like a sentence at the beginning. And just skip right to him, Spider-Man. I think I'll be happy. Maybe hopefully. I'll be happy. No more killing Uncle Ben. No more. <laughs> no more reliving past memories about his Uncle Ben dying. Okay, we all know. We're all done with it. Okay, we know. Same thing for Batman. One ten-second clip is enough. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm enough. hoping that's all the clip is in Batman versus Superman. Is just. I, I'm hoping what we saw in the trailer was all all there, all there is. All yeah. that there is to it. <laughs> Yeah, as far as the movie goes, or as far as the history goes, you can't see me, but I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that all we see is just gunfire, gunfire, pearls drop, bodies hit the floor. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moon? <laughs> yeah, like, like there better be like less of a flashback there than there was in the in the um, old Tim Burton movie, like because that's all we need. We don't stroll on and on and yeah on. okay it's unnecessary so that was, so that was so. one movie Gabe what's your second movie yeah second uh, pick what's your second favorite scary superhero movie I guess the other one I'm looking forward to kind of is Thor Ragnarok Ooh. I'm that one's gonna be I'm planning on reading that storyline because I've heard there, it's pretty good there's... only because it'd be nice to see Natalie Portman again <laughs> 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 I actually maybe they'll kill her this time I, uh, I hate you. I hope not. <laughs> I hate you, Steve. Don't say that. You love me deep down. You know it. I love you, but I hate your habits. Um, the, I, I, I'm hoping that if they're going to write out Natalie Portman in some way, it's by having her finally get with Kat Dennings. Oh, really? With Kat Dennings? Yeah. I, that'd, I be, am, that'd be fun. I am a man. That's all I... That's the only, only excuse I can make for myself. Here, I'm you're a man, a man about town? I'm a man. I, I'm. I, I am a compromised feminist, as I would say. <laughs> um, your turn. Scott. My turn. Well, your I turn. also am looking forward to Ragnarok, and apparently, this is only hearsay. But one of the directors being floated for uh, possibly directing Ragnarok is um, a guy who did a funny little movie called What We Do in the Shadows, which is like this 
fake documentary of a couple of vampires that live in the same house together in New Zealand. And it's hilarious. But it also, like, it, it makes some good use of special effects and stuff, too. So it's like... Oh, I gotcha. So, he could, so it's like, I could see him pulling off the trippy imagery. And then he's also... Like, other than Peter Jackson, he's probably, like, the biggest director in New Zealand right now. Unlike Peter Jackson, he hasn't had, like, crossover from New Zealand to America yet. Right. That would be interesting. Um, well, I think I've already said one of them is, which is Wonder Woman. I'm very, very interested in that one. And I'm not going to lie, I am looking forward to how Infinity War turns out. Hmm. I remember reading the Infinity War comic as a kid, and even though this is probably going to be bit more based off of the Infinity Crusade, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, than the Infinity War. Do you think Adam Warlock's going to show up? Probably not, which makes me a little sad, but I can see how he's redundant to other characters they might have. That's true, and how they might play the story out. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just... When I read that as a kid, that was the definition of epic as far as comic books I read. Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah, well, I mean, the Infinity War. Like, just the whole... And so I'm really looking forward to how that turns out. Like, I'm interested to see what they do after that because, of, you know, that's kind of a, like, yeah. what kind of major event behind well, the scenes are they going to tie to? Or are they going to reboot the whole thing? Apparently they're doing, like, Infinity War Part 1 first, and, and then I think Captain Marvel comes after that one, and then they do Infinity War Part 2. Yep. So what happens in between there? I don't know. I don't, that's the thing. I'm just that's sort of where like, Captain Marvel finds Adam Warlock. <laughs> maybe, maybe it saves him. Yeah, releases him. Yeah. Although, did we ever have an episode about like talking about Age of Ultron? Uh, I think we did. Did we? Because I've been thinking recently about like all about the things that I think Age of Ultron didn't do as well as the first Avengers did. Because I watched the... My wife and I watched the first Thor last night. And it was kind of interesting, like, getting back in the heads, that headspace of, like, oh, my gosh, they're actually making a Thor movie. They've made an Iron Man movie. they made an Incredible Hulk movie. They're actually making a Thor movie. Then they're going to do Captain America, and then it's going to be Avengers. It was just sort of, like, yeah. mind-blown that they're actually doing that synergy. And the thing is, I think the synergy for Phase 1 was just much better than the synergy for Phase 2. Because watching Thor 1, Thor 1 managed to be its own complete story, but still set up the Avengers perfectly. It did. Whereas, you look at a lot of the movies for Phase 2, and most of them did jack shit to set up Age of Ultron. That's also true. Like, had nothing to do with it. Yeah, they like had nothing to do with it. Oh, they ended up on a mission together, and then they yeah. uh, they did Age of Ultron. Yeah, it's like it's like how it's you know other than introducing maybe uh, Captain Falcon. Wait, Captain Falcon? No, just Falcon. <laughs> just Falcon. Sorry, just Falcon. <laughs> sorry. Super Captain, Smash okay? Brothers. Super Smash Brothers got into my brain. It's Captain. All right then, but I mean it. You know, it's like maybe it introduced some of the characters, but it's like they didn't do anything of, to tie it all together. Yeah, they didn't do anything to. The same thing with Thor The Dark World. That did not tie in. Like, none of them tied in together the way the Phase 1 tied into the Avengers. They felt like, more like a co- cohesive whole, whereas in Phase 2 they didn't. So, 
now you have, you know, where whereas with Avengers, it kind of just hit the ground running. It's like, oh, we don't need to introduce the villain. You already saw Thor. We don't need to introduce the Cosmic Cube. You already saw Captain America. We don't need to introduce, you know, so many of these other characters. You already saw the other movie. Let's just get going, people. Whereas Age of Ultron's like, okay, we need to set up the twins because maybe you saw the stinger from Captain America, but that didn't really give you anything. Yeah. Um, we also need to set up Ultron. Uh, we also need to set up the... It had to do it within the movie. The other movies didn't do it for it. Yeah, it didn't do anything. And I think that is what made Age of Ultron kind of collapse under its own weight, is that it didn't... It tried to do everything itself instead of letting the other movies do the work for it. That's true. So all these people that so are... they compl- spend time doing all yeah. these other things trying to explain yeah. stuff. Yeah, so all these people that are complaining about, like, how the Marvel movie... Syner- you know, move- the synergy between the Marvel movies feels like a chore, that's because Marvel didn't do it right this last phase. They didn't make them work together. Yeah. I have a feeling they did that on purpose. It's like, if you think about the timeline with all of it, like Age of Ultron... It just it was kind of like its own little side thing. Yeah, but I thought that I think that's a mistake. It's I more think... of it's more of a just a Hawkeye movie. It was Hawkeye's movie. Much. Which if yeah, uh, some people complained about that, but I like the fact that oh, Hawkeye I, I finally got it. his due. I didn't even think of it as an uh, as an Avengers movie. I just thought of it as like it, it, it's it's going to be exactly what Cap Civil War is. It's yeah. just a collection of superheroes uh, fighting together. Yeah. but it's not really an Avengers. Movie. But I mean, it's like you look at even Iron Man three to Age of Ultron and there's a disconnect because at the end of Iron Man 3 he destroys all of his suits yeah. and basically is like I'm not going to be Iron Man anymore so then, what happened in between yeah exactly and it's like the direction they set some of the ends of these movies on doesn't fit together yeah. with where Age of Ultron was which I think it's funny though because people try and level that with Thor to the event to the first Avenger movie like how did Thor get back you know, when the bridge was destroyed, blah, blah, blah. It's like, one, they Loki already already established that there were other ways to get to Earth. Yeah, all it took was a sentence. Yeah, and all it took was a sentence was we had to use special magic, special reserves. This is a special situation. There's I'm like, always ways to get back to Yeah, I'm like, that was enough for me. You know, like, I thought that worked. So. Yeah. But anyway, we are out of time. Any final thoughts, Gabe? Any final thoughts? Um... No, just stoked for all these next movies coming out. They're going to be great. (laughs) Thank you. I agree with her statement. I concur. Thanks all for listening. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Google Plus. You can find us on iTunes. And uh, soon you'll find us on... Wait, you found us on iTunes? We're on iTunes, man. Dude, you yeah. ask that question Dude. every single time. Last time it was Facebook, remember? <laughs> I didn't know we were on Facebook. No, we're on these things. You I asked promise. iTunes. What's up? We're on iTunes, yeah. Uh, well, okay. We're Look up iTunes. Sons of Comics on iTunes. You'll find us. <laughs> exactly. See? Look us up. Even she knows. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>